Blog Talk Radio. Hello, you're listening to the Clear Money Program's online radio show, and we'll be interviewing experts on getting small businesses started. I'm your host, Helen Gibson, Community Relations Coordinator at Denver Community Credit Union. Denver Community is a not-for-profit financial cooperative serving the people of the city and county of Denver. If you're interested in joining our cooperative or learning more about our Clear Money program, please visit our website, denvercommunity.coop. That's denvercommunity.coop. Our experts today are Brendan Landry and Ben Wieda of Rocky Mountain Microfinance Institute, a local nonprofit that's about launching small businesses. Ben and Brendan, hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Greetings. You both helped found the Rocky Mountain Microfinance Institute. Uh, it's a lot of work to start a business and a nonprofit. Why did you do this? Why is this a passionate thing for you? Uh, I'll, I'll start that one. This is um, Brendan. Um, I think the biggest thing for us is this this kind of, well, at least for me, the concept of, of business ownership is um, – really not accessible to everyone when you think about the network and the money and the you know just basic knowledge that it that it takes to um you know it's a huge undertaking and without that support and that network it's a lot harder so what we're doing is about sort of providing that network that support that learning for people who wouldn't otherwise have it and um it's it's a uh, you know, it's a pretty cool thing, especially when you get to spend time with our clients and kind of see their passion for what they're trying to do, and and realize that um, you know that you're 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 a big part of that doing doing what we're doing. So um, that's sort of what keeps me coming in every day. So absolutely, and I think it's um, you know you mentioned passion. I think that's the thing that keeps me passionate is the passion that we see every day that people come in here because it is a lot of work and there's a lot of people and they have to be driven by their passion for creating income or their passion for doing uh, a job uh, or for a skill that they have that they are better at than than uh, everybody else. Uh, and so, you know, you just sort of get hooked. I, I tell people all the time when we have volunteers or other people get involved with our organization, I say this is addictive work. Uh, so pre- be prepared to, um, you know, sort of sort of fall in love uh, with, with the ideas that people come to you with and, uh, and, and with the passion that they're showing. And, you know, we are the co-founders, and so we've been through this, and we know how hard it is, and I think it just makes us that much uh, more passionate about helping people create that impact in their lives through business ownership. So so before we get into the specific questions that we have set aside to ask about business ownership and exploring that, can you tell people about RMMFI? Like, what is it? What does it do? How does it work? Sure. Um, very basically and as succinctly as possible, we um, really boil what we do down into three categories. We, we provide learning, lending, and coaching. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we really focus on providing those three things for, uh, again, people who wouldn't otherwise have um, a huge level of access to, um, you know, the education that it takes to start a business, the money that um, you might need to start the business up, and then sort of someone to, to sort of consult with you, coach with you, you know, coach you through that process once you get the ball rolling. So um, how that breaks down for us, we're actually on the cusp of a pretty big um, programming change. So we're so we're really moving more towards um, uh, 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 sort of a launch intensive that we're calling a, um, 
uh, a business launch boot camp to really help these entrepreneurs um, in terms of this lending, coaching, um, learning, kind of bundling that all together into into a multi-week um, uh, intensive program that really focuses on taking them from idea all the way through that launch phase. So that's that's um, what, what will become our sort of core um, programming in the next uh, really month or so here. So. Um, and that again encompasses all those three things: that learning piece, that lending, and and then finally the coaching. So. Yeah, and and we are an organization uh, that at the I, I say it this way a lot of times. I say we at the end of the day are a self-sufficiency organization that happens to use microfinance and business ownership as the way to help people uh, achieve self-sufficiency. Um, and we're talking about the f- forgotten rung of the American economy, as I have started calling them over the last week or so. It's just this people that are not necessarily or traditionally looked upon as the entrepreneurs in our society. And so our organization uh, provides that learning, lending, and coaching to these folks who, who don't have that opportunity or haven't traditionally been offered that that type of service in a um, palatable way, I guess, in, in, a, in a logical way. Um, and so uh, we're trying to provide that. That's, that's really uh, us, I would say, in a nutshell uh, as an organization. Okay, so you talked about like a business boot camp. Where would people go if they were they were like, I don't care about anything else you're going to say. Tell me where to go for that. Where would they get information about that? Well, <clears throat> the first step in the process in working with us is our um, exploring business ownership workshop. So that is um, it's a workshop that we offer a couple times a month, and it's really designed to one sort of lay the groundwork, the foundation for um, working with our MFI and our approach to this whole, you know, business planning and launching process, uh, but then also provide some tools to help people start thinking about, hey, you know, what's this great idea that I have and how do I polish it up a little bit? How do I make it match with skill sets that I have? And how do I start thinking, um, you know, about a basic strategic uh, plan to get this thing moving? Um, so those are free to the community. We offer them, again, twice a month. And that's really the best place to go to get, like, the first healthy dose of working with Rocky Mountain Microfinance. Um, and then from there, we um, we sort of fill in the pieces. We've got a lot of information on the website, um, which is just www.rmmfi.org. Um, and you've got everything that's that's uh, going on and coming up for us there. So that's usually a good place to go. But, uh, but again, the first step is exploring business ownership. Fantastic. So <clears throat> new businesses – excuse me, new business owners might – be excited, we hope, about starting a new business. Um, why is it good to encourage this? Uh, this is this is a good option because, you know, as I said before, this, these are people that are traditionally not looked upon as entrepreneurs, and it's a good option for them because sometimes um, it's their best option in comparison to the low-wage jobs that they may be working. We work with individuals that may be working one, two, or three low-wage jobs, and they're looking for another opportunity to increase their household income through business ownership. Now, we don't encourage folks to jump right out of their their job, part-time or full-time, and try to run a full-time business and then expect a full-time income. But this is a good option for them because they can build this business over time, and if they plan it correctly, then they can find a way to wean themselves off of their low-wage jobs if that's what they want. Uh, and again, we don't define success for our clients. They define it for themselves. And then it's their job to create a plan around what that looks like for them, what success really looks like for them. And it may never be a full-time business, and that's okay. 
So it's a good option because of the low-wage job. They might be able to supplement their income. And if they're looking for economic independence, then a business can be one of their best ways to do it. Now, it's going to take a whole lot of work and a whole lot of planning to get there, but it's a good option for folks who are looking for that next step up. And for some of them, it's about, um, you know, self-worth. You know, we talk a lot about self-sufficiency and we talk a lot about self-worth, and it's about feeling like they're doing something positive in the community. They're also contributing to their personal bottom line, and they're feeling pretty good about it. Um, and so we have a lot of folks who come in, um, you know, wanting to make, make the money, and then they, the, the self-satisfaction piece is another thing that ends up being uh, a driver uh, of, that build, of that business. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a good option because sometimes, and, and in some cases, it's, it's their only option. Um, you know, sometimes they've been laid off one, two, or three times. Uh, some, we work with some reentry individuals who have been to jail and can't find a job. Uh, you know, they've been incarcerated for however long, and they get out, and they've been sort of stigmatized by uh, employers. And sometimes the best option for them is to create a business around a skill or a passion that they have. And uh, in a lot of cases, that's the best way for them to make more money than they would at a uh, at a low-wage job. Okay, so you talked a little bit about uh, you know really working with people that are in low wage jobs. Do you have income requirements to work with you, or anything like that? We don't have income require. Everybody is welcome um, to the classes. Now we, as a nonprofit organization, we have a target to help the underserved, um, and we really have to make sure that the um, majority of our folks fall under a certain income level um and that's okay. who we're going to go that's who we're going to go after first so anybody can come in but the focus is absolutely on people who earn a certain amount of income and who are not achieving self-sufficiency through their current income generating strategies okay i just wanted to clarify that for any listeners that um, might wonder so i've heard a lot of details seems to be a lot how do you get started? Like, if I have this idea, what's my first step? Um, usually where we start is, you know, we get um, people coming in with, you know, one great idea, um, a couple of pretty good ideas, or like a hundred ideas swimming around in their heads. Um, all of those situations are, are, are great situations to be in. Um, but what we encourage people to do is is we, we, we usually kind of whatever – you know, wherever we're meeting these people, we sort of draw an imaginary line down the room and say, um, on one side of this line, we've got all the stuff related to whatever your business is going to end up looking like in the near future. The other side of the line is your personal life. And a lot of that stuff is, um, you know, uh, linked, uh, you know, infinitely. We we can't, you know, we're working with a lot of people who are, most people who are, you know, they are the, the sole employee, they are the business owner, so we always say they are the business, the business is them. Um, so what we have to have them do is understand sort of the personal implications um, of business ownership. What's going to happen um, uh, to all of that stuff going on that, that is just sort of intrinsic to my personal life? So, you know, my, my personal finances, you know, what bills do I have to be able to pay, um, you know, no matter what's going on with the business? What kind of income do I have to be able to maintain in order to sort of take care of my personal obligations? 
And then, you know, what 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 else am I what else is going on in my life? Do I have family? Do I have, you know, am I going to school? Um is, is there other programs that I might be involved in? Uh, you know, a lot of things to understand. So we really want people to to come to the table um really understanding first on the personal side where where are you at today? Where are you standing? What's what's the reality in your life? And then <clears throat> moving forward from there to really find out what does this business ownership thing that this concept, what do you want to get out of it? What are you uh what are you looking for? Um and, and we talk, we frame that in, with this concept that we introduce called the opportunity goal and 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 we we ask people to think about that as sort of challenge number two in this process of saying, what do I really want to get out of this? Not not necessarily what my business is going to do or the product that I'm going to sell, but what do I personally stand to gain from being a business owner? Um, you know, in the long term, this is not something that's going to be met overnight, but but ultimately we want people sort of setting that opportunity goal and and using it to help them make decisions about the type of business um, and the model that they that they end up uh, pursuing. Yeah, I would say that the first thing um, there's a term that I uh, like to use is psychic fuel, um, and they have to go through a lot. They have a lot of steps that they need to go through if they're going to be going, doing a business, and we like them to create that psychic fuel, which is that motivation. Why are you doing this? What is the reason that you want to do it? Is it based on your children? Do you want to send them to college? Do you want to retire at a certain age? We don't have a lot of people coming in here saying that they want to start a multinational corporation that competes with Walmart on a global level. That's just not <laughs> it's just, it's not who we're dealing with. We are dealing with community entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. They have very uh, important uh, but simple goals that they want to uh, achieve, and they think a business is a way to do that. So people say, well, hey, how do I start? Do I start with marketing? Do I start with finances? Do we start with operations? And we say, no, we start with you. We have to start with where you are, and the planning process that we take them through is very um, practical and organic, uh, meaning that it's going to say, what is your life situation now, and how do we build something from that place so that you are never, you never feel like it's unrealistic. You always feel like it's achievable, and it's something that you can do. And, you know, so we we want to make sure that people start in square one, and that oftentimes is where you live and you know what your desires are and it starts personal before we ever start talking about making a sale or marketing or any of that stuff um and so that's that's a really important piece of of who we are as an organization and is also a philosophy that I would say start uh, you know sort of uh, sets us apart uh from other organizations when it comes to business development so you really need to do a reality check about what you're doing before you just up and quit your job for some business that you've not started yet. Absolutely. And and and, and understanding that personal piece and coming to the table and saying this is this is me, I guess, you know, this is the reality. Um and and once we've got a handle on that, then we sort of jump jump across that sort of imaginary line and say, okay, what does this business piece look like? And, you know, simply there, we're we're talking about, you know, that's where we get it. We'll, we'll get into what this actually means for us, but um, that's when we say, once we're across that line on the business side, we say, now we need a plan um, to, to, to figure out how this business fits into all the stuff I just figured out with my life. So um, that's really the, the, the sort of starting points on either side of that line. So. Mm-hmm. so what are some of the biggest oversights or mistakes that you've seen from new business owners? Doing doing just that, saying, um, 
you know, forget about everything else that's going on and jumping sort of um, neck deep into a business uh, without really thinking thinking the impacts through, thinking the risks through. Um, an example is, you know, someone comes to us and says, hey, I found a, a killer deal, you know, on a storefront on South Broadway, uh, and I signed a seven-year lease yesterday, and now I need you to help me build a business that's going to fit into that into that store. You know, and that's that's an extreme example, but one that we have seen, mm-hmm. you know, um, two, you know, one, seeing that one time is too many times for us, so we cringe when we sort of hear that, but, you know, we've seen that, and that's a, that's a, that's a big mistake because you're, you're putting yourself underwater pretty quickly there. So it's about, again, getting back to the understanding of where, where you're starting from, what the risk is, is involved. I'm sure Ben's got some great examples here. Yeah. <laughs> I would say some of the biggest oversights the, the, or, or the thing that people come, and, and this is something that I hear all the time, they, they find out that uh, we are a lending institution, and they say, you know, that's great because I've got a business, and everything is going to be great if, uh, if, if I get $10,000. And we say, okay, well, great, $10,000, okay. Well, our, our lending program only goes up to $2,500. And they say, well, okay, That'll work. all I need is $2,500 <laughs> and everything will be just fine. And so while all businesses need money in some form or fashion, it's not always the first step. It's not the only thing that is going to help a business uh, survive. Uh, it is definitely a necessary part, but you have to understand how it works. So I would say that... The oversight of how the costs are going to affect the operations of the business is one of the biggest things that people do not understand. Because then when we say, okay, $2,500, you'd like to apply for a loan for $2,500, what are you going to spend that money on? And they, if they say, I don't know, then it's an easy answer for us to say, well, then I don't know if I can write you a check today. Um, it's quite simple. Um, when it comes right down to it, they sort of overlook the business plan in general, and then if they if they are looking about that, they think it's as simple as just getting some money and we'll figure it out later. And I would say that it, it's about having a um, a complete uh, a complete look at, at everything you've got going on before you just sort of jump in blindly. So, do you make this business plan before you even get started, or and what does it have in it? it how much do I have to know? Ah, that's an, a wonderful question. Um, you know, we we always, um, uh, you know, the, we always sort of throw it out this way. The business planning, you know, everybody knows I need a business plan if I'm going to go ask somebody for money. And that's usually the motivation for somebody to actually take the time to uh, write down the plan for their business, even if they've had it in their head for years and years and years. Um, we are sort of saying, yeah, that's great. That's a great motivator for writing a business. But but first and foremost, I need to be able to write this business plan down um, in order to really fully understand what um, what all the moving parts are. What are the activities I need to be able to complete? What are the goals I need to set? Um, so we always say, you know, uh, you know, if if you can't. Um, you know, if you can't explain something clearly enough, you don't understand it well enough. And that's really what the business planning process is about. And it doesn't have to look a, a specific way. It doesn't have to be a 65-page, you know, glossy print, professionally bound document. Um, we're talking about really helping people understand um, fundamental answers to essential questions, <coughs> excuse me, in really four areas of the business. So, when we break that down, we're talking about marketing, which is getting the message to the right people. Financials is your system for managing the money that comes in and comes out of your business. 
operations is you working in the business, as we say, you kind of doing the dirty work of 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 the business, what the business does to actually make money. And then that sort of last piece is, is, is that administrative piece to say, taking a look at the business and saying, how do I support um, that operations piece with, you know, some human resources or some technology or some planning and strategizing? What else has to be done? How do I protect the business from a legal standpoint? All of those things. So there's, there's um, you know, core essential questions that need to be addressed. Um, and those can come in a document that is, you know, um, handwritten, um, mm-hmm. you know, as long as the thought process is there, um, we're saying, you know, the business plan, you know, the, the, that's what, that can that can suffice as a business plan, um, you know. So so that's really what what a lot of our programs are designed to help people go through is really getting through that process to to really understand some of the answers to those key questions. Yep, and 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 those essential questions are the things that are going to make up the initial business plan. Now, what we don't say to people is, write a business plan and then you're done. Uh, your business plan, I always equate it to, uh, or we always equate it to the Constitution. You know, the Constitution is a living document. It's always going to be amended. It's going to be changed depending on changing circumstances. And so your business plan is extremely important. People will say, well, I'm writing a business plan so that I can get a loan. We say, that's great. A loan is going to be important for you uh, in this particular business, but the business plan has to be for you first. If you don't understand what's going on, just as Brendan said, if you don't understand, then you know you can't possibly explain it to somebody else. So if you're going to come to us for a loan or to anybody else for a loan, then you must be able to explain it, which means that plan has to make sense to you first. It'll make it a whole lot easier for you to explain that to somebody if they ask you a question. Because, again, the most feared and uh, hated answer uh, of lenders when you ask them when you when they're asking a question of a business owner the answer that we do not want to hear is i don't know okay mm-hmm. because it has to, you have to be very clear about what it is and that's what that plan should spell out for you and your plan should spell out for you how much money you need and what you need it for that's really what it's for you don't come in with an idea of how much money you need the planning process will take you to that number um, and I think that a lot of people look at those financials first without thinking about everything uh, before that. But we start off, especially in, in our brand of, of business development, we start off with these handwritten plans. Some of them come in with sticky notes uh, attached <laughs> to, the, to the paper. And we get very excited about that because it's about the thought process. It's about answering those essential questions that every business owner has to answer. And uh, the fact that they've taken the time to do that and actually handwrite it is an important step um, in in that process. So everybody who runs a business needs a business plan. It doesn't have to be that formal. It can be a handwritten thing. It needs to uh, talk about all those four pillars that Brennan mentioned, marketing, finance, operations, and administration. Explain all of those four pillars. And then even more importantly, especially for us, is how all of those four pillars work together and the connectivity uh, of those uh, of those four pillars, and that's that's really that's really vital for us um, as an organization when we talk about a business plan. And I, I think regardless of what it ends up looking like, we we sort of pitch this to our clients that that ultimately the business plan is is your way of telling the story in both words. This is what my business does, and numbers. This is the numbers that these are the numbers that back it up, um, that show that it'll work. And you know, having that story in front of you as a business owner is the best way to know what comes next in the business, what what is the next step I need to be taking. So that's really what it's all about. Okay. 
So you talked so you talked about the four pillars, marketing, financials, operations, and administrative. I guess my first thought on that is, oh, my goodness, I didn't think about <clears throat> HR, technology, planning, legal. Do you have any idea what that's costing people? Or if I'm starting to make this plan, how would I determine that part of it? Where would I go? Um, you know, the the first part is really uh, um, understanding or really not beating yourself up for not having all the answers. Um, so so even even posing the question, hey, what kind of, you know, um, you know, let's take HR, for example, and thinking about when in the life cycle of this business am I going to be looking at hiring my first employee? You know, what does that mean for me? I may not know that, in the, you know, exactly in the, in the startup phase, but then I can start to, to plug some of those pieces and say, okay, maybe let's say, you know, two years out I'm looking at maybe hiring somebody, and I, un- I understand where they fit sort of in that puzzle, what their role is going to be. And there are some resources out there to go understand, you know, some basic facts about what's a fair salary and what, what's involved with, you know, uh, employment taxes and things like that. You know, we're not, we're not hands-down experts in all of that stuff, but we can point people to some resources to go, to go find some of those answers. But the important thing, especially in the early sort of planning stages, to is to understand what do I know now, what questions can I answer, and then what questions are important for me to sort of keep my eye on um, to start strategizing around, you know, either creating or finding the answer. Um, And that's, again, as Ben mentioned, part of that evolving, Mm -hmm. um, uh, ever-evolving business plan, that that sort of living document piece. So I don't know that that answers your question, Helen, but... (laughs) (laughs) It, it, I, w- I would say that the importance of that is, is having the questions. You know, if you don't, if you're not asking questions, then you're never going to find the answers. And we get a lot of people who walk in the door. It's not necessarily that they don't know the answers; it's that they don't know which questions to ask. So it's our job to make sure that they know which questions to ask, and then pointing them towards resources. Uh, I think one of my favorite things that I get to say to people is, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but I know somebody who does. And they are the expert in this area. So we have a good network of volunteers who are lawyers. We have a good CPA, uh, you know, recommendation. We have marketing experts, people who care about the mission of Rocky Mountain Microfinance Institute and who love to uh, dedicate some time in their uh, days, weeks, and months to really talk to these beginning-stage entrepreneurs because so many things can be um, can be avoided just by knowing which questions. Um, you need to to answer. And one of the principles that we use in in our training is the AQO, which is the answer, question, and opinion. Okay, so it's it's always better to have an answer. Okay, but you need to be asking questions, and you might start off having an opinion on on that first. You might say, well, I think that my target market is going to be here, but then as you go on analyzing it, you might be you might find that your opinion is wrong because you're asking the question of oh, is this correct, or is this actually who's going to buy my product, or can I make this much money selling this product to Are this individual? Are there people of those type of people out there? To buy yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it feasible? Yeah. I mean, and so it really is about about, about those questions. Um, people are always going to have those questions, and it's, it's a good thing to have questions. It's a bad thing to think that you don't have to answer them. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, so uh, we have just over two minutes remaining, so I want to give you a chance to share your contact information, website, and anything else you think people need to know before we sign off. 
Um, cool. Well, we're actually um, we're at a bit of a historic day for Rocky Mountain Microfinance Institute. We're actually um, officially launching uh, version 2.0 today. We've got our, our, our brand-new remodeled Exploring Business Ownership uh, class happening tonight at um, the Economic Prosperity Center at King M. Trimble um, down here in Five Points. And um, that is going to end up being, again, like we said, that's sort of the first step for people to um, – to, to get involved with, with Rocky Mountain Microfinance and figure out what we're all about and how to continue with this whole uh, business launch process. And, uh, uh, you know, the best place to sort of keep in touch with us is is uh, checking out our website, uh, www.rmmfi.org, um, and get yourself on there and sign yourself Ooh, Get yourself on there and uh, sign up for that newsletter that we uh, pump out once a month um, that keeps people updated on uh, – on, on what's going on and announcements and new developments and all that kind of stuff. Yep, and our and our office is physically located at 2980 Curtis. Uh, so we're at the corner of 30th and Curtis, right across from Curtis Park in historic Five Points, Denver. Um, and the website, it can be sometimes difficult uh, to hear. It's rmmfi.org, which is the acronym for our organization's name, Rocky Mountain Microfinance Institute. You take the first letters of all that, put it together, add a .org, and there we are. You can also call us at 720-941-5037. We are open for business and very excited about exploring business ownership. You will find the schedule for that on that website. If you can't make this first one, we have another one coming up on March 15th and 22nd at the Denver Public Library Central Branch. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Uh, again, this radio show is part of Denver Community Credit Union's Clear Money Program, and our website is denvercommunity.coop, so .coop. And thank you again, gentlemen, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Great. My you pleasure. Too. My Thanks pleasure. Very much. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us.